The Paladins of Voltron is a part of the Soon to Be Named Network and the Transmissions Podcast Network. Check them out at soon to be named network.com and transmissionspodcast.com. Welcome to the Paladins of Voltron, an unofficial podcast about the Netflix original series, Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm Jeremy, and with me as always is Jason. How are you doing, Jason? Well, I'm not going to pick my mug up again, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How about you, sir? I'm doing great. Awesome. So uh, at this episode, we're going to be looking at Season 3, Episode 5, The Journey. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to say if you'd like to leave us some feedback, you can send us an email at feedback at pod. <laughs> Draw again. Woo. Feedback at povpodcast.com. There's too many podcasts that start with P. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is POV underscore podcast. Facebook is POV podcast. And you could just also leave a comment on our website for the episode. So um, getting into this episode, this was directed by Stephen Chang on and written by Joshua Hamilton. And uh, the story starts out with Shiro waking up in a Gawa lab of some sort. He's got longer hair and it looks like he's been captive for a while. Extremely weak. He escapes. But as he does, he sees himself on a table in another room. And he, he also hears someone saying, Operation Quran stage one successful begins stage two. But then the Gower forces are on him and he has to run again. He steals a small shuttle and escapes, but the shuttle is damaged during the escape. As he crashes, the Gower commander notifies HQ and tells them that Operation Quran stage three has begun. Shiro crashes on an ice planet and he has to free himself from the ship before it falls into a chasm. Eventually, he takes shelter in the skeleton of some huge beast, and he uses his artificial hand to cauterize a leg, a leg wound that he had, and then he moves on. Eventually, he finds a hot spring and drinks some of the water before being noticed by a huge crab-like creature, and as he's about to be killed by the creature, it's fired upon by two mysterious creatures. Shiro passes out as they capture him. When he comes to, he has a vision of, or a memory of someone shining a light in his eye saying subject Y0XT39 has a normal response to optic stimuli, approved for use in Operation Curon. Once the two rebels that found him realize that he's awake, they confront him and accuse him of being a traitor. They aren't convinced of who he, he says he is and can't believe that anyone could actually escape a Galra cruiser. On the, the Galra HQ, or uh, headquarters, or uh, main flagship, or I'm not sure exactly where it is, but Hagar is concerned with Lotor's leadership plans, and she orders a Galar commander to shadow him. Lotor's crew um, later on has been detecting an anomaly over the last day, and he suspects that it's another Galar ship. He orders his team to fire around the anomaly, and it reveals the Galar fighter, and they bring him in with a tractor beam. Back with Shiro, the rebels are manning a small listening outpost, and they overhear a message about Voltron fighting Gara near Thacerix, which is a system not far from them. 
Shiro hears this too and finally escapes. Eventually he's able to convince them as when he beats them, he doesn't actually use their guns against them and he tosses the gun back at them. In one case, quite literally, he tosses the gun at them. Um, they, w- they will allow him to take their only shuttle to try to get to back to Voltron. He uses it to get near a Galra cruiser in orbit, which the has automated systems that destroy the ship. And Shiro, who had ejected beforehand, sneaks inside by getting onto the guns as they were retracting back into the ship. Galra's ship goes into hyperspace and arrives at the battle, and Shiro sneaks into one of the fighters. But they arrive too late, and the fighters aren't being deployed. Shiro goes to plan B and just starts shooting on everything and then blasting out of the ship. He tries chasing Voltron, but Voltron was too fast, and Shiro uh, just follows the same trajectory and tries to catch up. At Galar HQ, Lotor demands that Hagar stop sending her cronies after him. She says that the Galar Empire needs his leadership, and Lotor says while he is the leader, he is not his father, and he walks out. Days later, Shiro is nearly out of fuel and oxygen and has given up when the Black, Fi- when the Black Lion notifies Keith that it's found Shiro and the castle ship shows up and saves, um, saves Shiro right in the nick of time. So that it was a, a pretty packed episode and a lot of questions out of it. But um, what was your initial thought of it, Jason? Well, I was happy to see the. Well, I was happy that we didn't go all season without Shiro. Yeah. Because while I liked the dynamic of what they were doing with the Paladins, I didn't want to have to wonder too long, you know, what happened to him. Now, granted, we still have no clue whatsoever what happened to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And yeah, you, you're you're the way you deli- you spoke about the whole scene himself. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Did, did he? What? <laughs> so, um. And yeah, again, we, we get two ancillary characters introduced that are just, you know, they're good. They add to, they add and they're well-written and, you know. It does set up something that happens in season four where we run into another listening outpost type place. So it, it sets the, that there is, um, stuff like that out there on the edges of, um, space. That's true. I had forgotten about that. Because I watched season four when it first came out months ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still catching up. Because, you know, we're, we're good with release, with our, our releasing schedule. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It, it, there's mystery there. We don't really know what they're alluding to when they say he's a subject. And th- is any of this before he found, before he was with Voltron, when they first had him as a captive and they he was the champion and stuff? You know, we, we there's a lot to be uh, explained there, and we don't get any of that this episode, obviously. But and yeah, we get Shiro, <clears throat> Shiro being Shiro, like and like you said, he doesn't attack. You know, he has two his two captors. He doesn't. Well, he kind of attacks them. The the the, the he, he does not apply lethal face, force. Right, the gun to the face was just awesome. And then <laughs> the guy's like, "Well, it wasn't the first time. Won't be the last time." <laughs> I know. <laughs> And like apparently Shiro's arm slash hand can absorb or deflect um, energy beams, mm-hmm. which is good to know. He's you know pulling the Darth Vader. Won't you join us for dinner? 
<laughs> yeah. move from Empire. Not a pun, just so that's clear. Um, yeah, so good episode. I'm assuming you agree. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this episode, especially watching it again before I wrote this. I had forgotten so much about this. Yeah. Um, it, the Hagar bits, I feel like they didn't really need to be in this particular episode, but they were put in there because it's setting up stuff Yeah. Uh, for later on. And you need to know that Hagar is not happy with what, with Lotor's lack of action. Yeah. I had no problem. I think they were fine in the episode. I think, I think it was okay to pull away from the whole, everything going on with, um, Shiro. So, yeah, but it was interesting seeing, you know, there was no other members of the Voltron force on there at all. I I don't think there's any members of the Voltron force in the show, Jeremy. Oh, sorry. The the (laughs) paladins of Voltron. (laughs) I just don't want to get any letters from people who don't like Voltron Force. Um, but it, anyway, I like even when we see Keith, he has no. Well, I think he has one line saying we found him or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so let's try to unpack as much as we can from the beginning of this. All right. I I was very careful on this rewatch to pay as much attention as I could to what was going on with Shiro at the beginning. And, you know, anytime he has kind of a flashback. First time I watched it, I thought maybe there was like a clone of Shiro that he was seeing in the room. That was my initial thoughts, too. But upon further inspection, they they don't do it at the beginning. But when he comes out of what I'm now am convinced is a flashback, there's like that flash of light and it fades back. to him. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's the case. Uh, When he first wakes up, there's a. There's a uh, there's a Galra at the console with a mask on, and then that, that well, Galra fades away. Well, he he says Ulaz at that moment. I forgot about. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think Ulaz helped him initially escape back before season one. Right. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting then. Okay. Because I was okay, so maybe that's maybe that was also kind of that was him waking up. But it was also kind of a flashback to when or I think that, that was he, a flashback as he was waking okay. up. Okay, that's then the way he kind of fades away. I think that makes sense. Um, you know, I got to hand it to the show to not lay it out right or not, you know, not be subtle about it. But th- there's definitely a mystery that you know, makes you wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think later when he's in the, the fighter on his trying to follow Voltron, um, he has more flashbacks and stuff to, I think when they were going to start phase to when he can start phase one, I believe they said, well, no um, phase one, um, phase one was when he first got up with the long hair, that's where he heard stage one successful. Uh, at, okay. when okay. he was first escaping. And I think that was when he looked into another room and he had another flashback of okay. when he first woke up with the short hair. Okay. that's I was just conflating those two. Gotcha. All right. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> also, one other thing I'd like to point out. Um, so what? He probably just peed himself for seven days in the fighter. I don't think they come with bathrooms. I, I think the suits have something in them. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, if I'm alone in a fighter... But he didn't have I, water, also. Uh, that's, well, you're, 
Yeah, that's true. A week, ooh, a week without water. God, <laughs> ooh, that's rough. Um, look, I'm not gonna judge. If he had to do it, he had to do it. But yeah, <laughs> it was just I didn't think that the first time. Or wait, I think I might watch. I think might be my third watch through the, of of the episodes. But this time I was definitely like, oh man, that's a long time to sit in one seat and uh, you know not be able to do anything about stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think this Operation Quran is? Great question. Is my suspicions? We, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, if it was something where, the, if it's something where like a brainwashing or making him a sleeper agent or something, that, that's kind of where I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, but if that's the case. See, we can't, we have to be careful what we say. Let's just say that there's nothing to, there's nothing I've seen, and I'm not going to say how far I've watched, but there's nothing I've seen that indicates that we know, have any idea what it is. Um, and boy, if, if you want to activate a sleeper agents, I can think of a good, a, a few good chances to do that. So um, could they be duplicating like an army of champions or something? Maybe. And they do say phase three is starting when he escapes the ship mm-hmm. and they, they damage the ship, but they don't blow him up or anything. See, so, I think the Galra want him with the rebels. Yeah. For some reason. Right. And oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I would have been, if I was like Pidge specifically, I would have been more suspicious of the Galra tech in his arm, making sure there's no trackers or anything in there. And I don't think yeah, that's, that's been addressed point. at all. Yeah. That's a good point too. So, yeah, and we'll talk about there. There's some stuff in the episode I'll talk about next that has to deal with talking about talking with Shiro at the beginning. The fallout of, the of this, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah. I, I think he is a sleeper agent, and it's a long play, and you know he sure. has no idea. Yeah, well, I mean they're only at this point they're only with all the episodes we've seen they're all, they're a little over halfway through the series I think, so there's still mm-hmm. plenty of time for them to do something, but. Because in case you don't know, at this point where we're recording, season four has been out for a while. So yeah, um, I'm sure we, I, I, I'd assume we'd see season five is probably sometime around August. I think what was August or September or July? Was it July? I think it was Actually, July. Season, yeah, season three and season four were pretty close together. I think they were only separated by like three or four months. As so long as they stick with these seven episode seasons, excuse me, seven episode seasons, I think they're going to be able to put out these batches. Yeah. pretty frequently yeah and i'm fine with that um i think i think once it's all said and done we can make the case that season three and four were just one overarching season but i have no problem with them breaking it up if, if they have seven episodes done and get them out the door and get them into our eye holes mm-hmm. all for it so i have no problem with that yeah so yeah i think that's all i got it's a it's a good shiro centric episode um lots, there's lots of mysteries there. yeah yeah exactly Awesome. Well, I mean, that was, I guess, the episode. Um, so thanks, everyone, for watching. As we said before, if you want to leave us feedback, we we welcome it. Uh, we'll have links for all the stuff, um, all the different ways to contact us in the show notes. And, um, yeah, I guess that is it. So thanks for watching, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.